Simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Lynn Carson with a PhD in grain sciences. Sharing knowledge and helping you grow connections. You're listening to the Baked in Science Podcast. start, I'd like to thank Bakery Concepts International for sponsoring this podcast. Bakery Concepts International is the maker of RapidoJet, a disruptive new technology that has changed the way bakers hydrate their brand. For more information, visit bakeryconcepts.net. We are here today with Dr. Noel, the inventor of RapidoJet. We spoke about Dr. Noel's technology in episode one. And I am lucky enough to meet up with Dr. Noel today to really tear into what he's done so far and understand what is his vision for the future of mixing. Dr. Noel, good morning. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for the interview. <laughs> You're welcome. It's nice to see you. And um, so we've heard about you uh, coming up with the idea during a mixing lecture, um, g- getting to your garage and um, spraying stuff all over, the sp- uh, you know, all over your garage, making a huge mess. Um, how did you come about making the first prototype of a repeater jet? And what's, you know, what's been happening since then? Oh, that's a long story. Uh, the first idea for a continuous system was uh, to have the flower on a, a moving belt and to spray on the belt. But then I found out this is impossible because um, there's no way um, to not to blow away uh, the flower before it gets into contact uh, with the water. So... Uh, that I needed another solution. So free-falling of powder would be one solution, but how, how to interact with the water uh, jet. So the very first prototype was a square uh, diameter. I had a um, spraying system nozzles in, in the back, spraying in a specific angle. And it worked quite well, but um, at a certain uh, hydration level, it started to bridge. So. We had to stop the the process and clean it out and start over again. Then I tried different nozzles, and then I moved. I moved from one house house to another one, and uh, the things you do when you move, you clean everything. Yeah. So I was in standing in in my backyard uh, with a high pressure cleaner cleaning cleaning the way, and my neighbor came and said, "Oh, wh- what kind of high pressure?" Uh, are you using? I told him what I'm using. He said, I have some, something better for you. <laughs> and he he came up uh, with his um, uh, nozzle system, which was a rotating nozzle. Oh. And I found immediately there's a much, much stronger impact. So that's what I need for my machine, too. Can I ask which year was that? It was, um, it was right when my... My boy was born. He's now 14 years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> Last week. So 20, uh, 2003, 
about there? Uh, no, it was, uh, yeah, 2003. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you found this rotating nozzle high pressure tool. What did you do with it next? And the next thing was to make a prototype uh, with a round diameter. I was looking for a pipe, which was what I found in, in the garage. It was a kind of a stove pipe uh, with 20 centimeters in diameter. So I used this, um, and it turned out to be a, a pretty good size. It, uh, it, it was running continuously, uh, no bridging. I could modify this. Um, so this, this was a, an excellent starting point. And then we could go from very soft dough, like liquid sponge, down to 100 uh, to 60% hydration or even less without bridging. And this opened up completely new fields of application. So we, we came into a region uh, where we could say, we, we, we can make complete dough. We, we can make a, a dough for bread. Uh, for toast, for sandwich, for, for rolls, uh, without having too much water in it. Great. So when did you create your first prototype and file for your patent? <laughs> Actually, I filed for the patent before I had the first prototype. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you, what you have to do. Because once you've published something, yeah. you cannot apply for a patent anymore. So the... In the patent, I, did, I made many guesses, which turned out to be true, mm -hmm. luckily. Um, but if I would do this again, I would uh, do more work in the background before publishing anything, before mm -hmm. talking to anyone, mm -hmm. and uh, to have it more worked out to, uh, to a higher degree of perfection, and then to go to the public. But um, once you've started, you cannot, um, you cannot stop it again. That's, that's true. What did your first patent look like? Was it was it very similar to what you have right now? Um, actually, it, it's it's very general. So it's um, the use of high pressure in combination with flour. It doesn't matter how you bring the things together. Mm -hmm. And as one example, uh, I had a drawing from the first prototype uh -huh. with a square diameter. Square diameter. Okay. And um, so I really interested in your story because it's a very typical startup story, right? We have an inventor with an idea. And uh, my experience with uh, mentoring startups is it takes a lot from the idea stage to the launch stage to get a product that's functioning and into the market. Um, what is your biggest hurdle in trying to get this idea into a product and then the product into the market? The biggest hurdle is uh, the brain of the baker. Okay. Because he will not accept new technologies. Um, I, I've seen videos from, from one of the first presentations uh, with a couple of bakers all standing around the machine and having their arms like this. Crossed. Uh, crossed. Yes. Uh, so the expression was, we watch you, we watch you till you fail. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that was just the German bakers or bakers in general? <laughs> that, that's an interesting question. I, I was about to give up because uh, it, it's so hard to fight against tradition. Correct, correct. Um, then I got a question from Australia uh, for a very specific application. The question was, is it possible to, to hydrate wheat gluten with your machine to make a kind of a vegetarian sausages? Mm -hmm. um, I told the people, I have no idea. 
I have to look into this. Um, I ordered a bag of uh, gluten, made a test. It went perfectly. So the second run I recorded, I sent the, uh, the video to Australia. And a couple of weeks later, I found myself um, in Australia in the bush <laughs> making, <laughs> uh, making tests. And I found a complete uh, different mindset. So the people are pioneers. Either they have emigrated to, um, to Australia or their parents, but uh, there's no, no hundred years of tradition behind Correct. that. So, so they're more innovative in yeah. They're used, they are used to uh, make new things, yeah. uh, to start own business. Mm -hmm. um, so do you, did you think these Australians really help you get your idea to the next stage mm. and make a, a minimal viable product? To sell, of course, because they they started immediately uh, with different applications. So uh, they started to to uh, soak the grain, to hydrate it with uh, high pressure, to soak it, let it sit, and they found out it's it's uh, amazing short soaking time. Um, they made tests with mashed potatoes uh, to hydrate um, the the flakes, potato flakes. And uh, this was the first installation we actually had in, in Australia with mashed potatoes. So what did your um, first prototype look like and where was it made? <laughs> it was made by a friend who works in a, in a metal workshop. Right, that's uh, so interesting. So um, I uh, sat with him together and uh, we looked how, what should the machine look like, what should be the dimension. Uh, who's providing nozzles, all that kind of stuff. And uh, then he, he made the first prototype, which I still have. Uh, That's awesome. So it's going to be in a museum someday, right? <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> what, was the, what's the, what, what, what was the throughput for that one? Uh, it was about 600 kgs per hour. Okay, that's, that's still very high to start with, right? That, that's one of the key problems we had in the beginning, um, the quantity of dough you need to produce just for testing. Yes. So you're, you're more, um, you spend more time to get rid of the, of the dough than to, to make real tests. Right, and um, after that, did you sell that first prototype to someone or did you make another machine? Um, I had a cooperation with a mixing company and uh, they made the first industrial installation. Okay, how did you feel when you saw your first industrial machine? And, and did you put it in a baker's facility or some food production facility? It, it was a baking uh, facility, but I did watch the whole process from a, from a long distance. I was not really involved in, in the testing. I was not involved in construction. So it was kind of... A, if you send a child out, uh, it's living in, a, in, a, in a, another town and you don't have access to it. That's why I always uh, did my own tests and did my own developments, uh, which turned out to be good uh, because the cooperation with the mixing company wasn't that uh, successful. After the first sales, there was a big gap uh, with nothing happening. Right. Right, that happens. Uh, that happens in a lot of startups, where the, there's going to be a phase where you know it plateaus out until you find the right person mm -hmm. to help you with with the, the the sale and the concept of your product. And we'll talk about that a little later. Right now, I want you to ask you. I, I want to ask you 
Um, is there a particular vision you have for this particular technology? Yeah, my vision is that it's um, it's becoming a standard um, device for baking industry or for other uh, industries, food industries, uh, where hydration uh, is, is a main topic. So with that vision, it, it, it's coming from you um, to me, I feel that it's it's a very in-depth passion in what you do, what you do, and what you're doing with Rapido Jet. Um, why should somebody invest into into your technology? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, at the beginning, we were not sure uh, what the properties of the dough are. Is it developed or is it not developed? Does it need more uh, more stretching, more more mixing? Uh, how do improvers work together with the machine? Um, but there are some key benefits which are good basically for anybody. Uh, that's uh, the increased hydration, which turns, <laughs> which turns into money for the baker, which turns into uh, shelf life for the consu consumer, so everybody uh, can be happy with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and another advantage is you have control uh, um, over the temperature of your dough, which is usually a big problem. Sometimes you need ice. Uh, it's really difficult to control this. Um, so th if you just take these two advantages, it's uh, enough justification for an investment. Great. We did touch about um, the use of RapidoJet in uh, continuous mixing. Why do you think it's such a good idea for continuous mix? Because you have no interruption. And um, that's a general benefit of, of continuous mixing. You always have the, the, the dough developed in the same way. So if you have a normal uh, batch process, you go to, to a divider, you dump it in, into the divider, and then it takes 10 minutes until it's empty, and the, the dough at the beginning is completely different to what you have at the end. For, for batch mixing. For batch, batch mixing. Right. This means you have to make constant, constantly adjustments to it. Correct. If it's running co uh, continuously, it's easy to adjust. You, you do this once, and then you go away and drink your coffee. Correct. And so you don't have the beginning of, of batch and the end of batch kind of quality that yeah. we see in large, you know, uh, size 10 doughs and stuff. So... Um, what, where, where, besides continuous mixing, where else do you think bakers can use this specific technology to help them in their efficiencies? Um, we can, besides making dough, we can hydrate any particular miners, like uh, bran. For instance, if we hydrate bran, it absorbs the water immediately, so you don't have to, work, to, to wait until... Um, it absorbs the water, it doesn't steal the water from the dough, it doesn't make the, the final product too dry. So that's one possibility. Another pos possibility is to um, hydrate wheat gluten before it goes into a formulation and it makes the gluten more efficient. You can cut down the amount by maybe 20%, which is an uh, enormous uh, saving for, for the baker. Sounds good. and. Just let's go, go down a little bit into the macromolecule level. Why do you think somebody needs less gluten if they use the RapidoJet? 
because the water goes to each gluten molecule. Um, usually, if you hydrate gluten, uh, you have a kind of uh, gum on the outside. The inside is still dry, and how, how to get the moisture to the inside? You need much shear forces to do that. But if you hydrate every single particle, then it's much easier. So doesn't that, I mean, isn't that what a typical mixer would do? A typical mixer works different. We have two things which are unique with RapidoJet. That's uh, the atomized water, which creates a huge surface, and uh, the powder, which is in free fall, also creating a huge surface. Mm -hmm. And then you have speed, because the uh, water jet has a high speed between 250 and 500 kilometers per hour. This is Formula One race um, speed. And with this speed, it hits the particles. This gives a strong impact on each single particle. And this differs because you don't have these high speeds in, in any other mixers, even in high-speed mixers, uh, you, you don't find uh, these uh, speed limits. Correct. So you are um, equating that to uh, uh, interaction and energy and um, what do you call force from... Uh, you know, a traditional mixer, what we think as a traditional mixer, how we need it, and uh, sort of converting that force from the speed of the... Exactly. Okay. The impact, the strength, the power comes from the high-speed water. Okay, great. Um, do you have any other thoughts about repeater jet? We, we are opening now the, the, the range of applications. Uh, we are going into um, other ingredients completely different from flour like milk powder. Uh, we are in, in starch hydration. We, we, can, uh, we have one machine uh, which is specifically designed to hydrate hydrocolloids. And then we can go into sprouting. We can go into uh, grain cleaning. Mm -hmm. We can go into milling. Mm -hmm. um, mashed potatoes is, is one of my favorite applications. And I'm sure there, if you talk to people and you ask what, what they are mixing, you always find new applications. Great, thank you. RapidoJet has shown to reduce the tailouts or the end of the batch appearance. I've seen this technology and I've seen it work. And you know what? You just have to see it for yourself. Contact Ken today at Ken at bakeryconcepts.net. Joining us right now is Ken Schwanger, president of Bakery Concepts International, the makers of RapidoJet. Welcome, Ken. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining Dr. Noll and myself in this uh, short little interview. What do you see for the f future of RapidoJet? So what I am looking for uh, in terms of understanding this technology is where do you think RapidoJet is going? Well, the future of RapidoJet is quite bright. I think one of the key points that, need, that needs to be made is that RapidoJet is a radical uh, way of hydrating or mixing almost any dry product at almost any hydration level that you want. Uh, a normal mixer, as most people know, has a range of hydration of maybe a maximum of 
Uh, with Rapidojet, uh, there's a lot more to be discovered because just in the last year or so, we have done everything from hydrocolloid hydration at levels uh, of 2%, 3%, 12% solutions all the way to instantly hydrating vital weak gluten in the neighborhood of 400% hydration to instantly hydrating bran at a level of about 300% hydration with no soaking time whatsoever and all the way down to a, in Baker's percentage, a 65% hydrated biga of flour and water. Uh, so the, the versatility of what Rapidojet is able to do because of the lack of a mixing tool, of a metal mixing tool, no, no horizontal bars, no hooks, no paddles, no whisk, we are not using a piece of metal uh, to force dries and liquids together. We are using free-falling dry, and that dry can be anything you want, uh, being injected with high-pressure liquid. And that liquid can be anything you want as well. It could just be water, or it could be water combined with any minor or micro that you wish, salt, yeast, dough conditioner, uh, up to about 10% oil. Uh, so the versatility and the range of what we can do with one Rapidojet machine is very difficult for most people to grasp, understand, or even believe. Can I ask you, what is the most outrageous response after somebody looks at what Rapidojet does? You know, it, it's really kind of interesting. Um, you know, everybody's heard the, the, the term that man's greatest fear is change. Well, that's not true. Uh, I was in a, a seminar recently, man's greatest fear is loss. And so you have bakers, millers, food uh, manufacturers who have done this function of hydration or mixing a certain way for decades. And this is a departure. It's a radical departure from that. And the most interesting reaction I've had, and I've actually had it occur a few times, where we are doing a demo. Uh, Dr. Noll and I will be doing a demo for a baker or a food manufacturer, and we will turn the machine on, and let's say we're creating a 65% hydrated biga of just flour and water. I've had certified master bakers, CMBs, catch dough in their hand at the bottom of my mixing chamber, pull a window on that dough so that they can see through that window of dough, look at me, and in all seriousness, seriousness say to me, Ken, you can't do this. This is not possible, as they're doing it themselves. And I, at this point, I just have to, I just have to chalk. <laughs> Honestly, I did say the same thing the first time I saw your technology with whole wheat flour. And that what really caught my attention was um, that very classical video where you uh, kind of cussed. <laughs> it, it was a clean cuss. It was, it was, it was not really a swear. I was, I was allowed to get away I, with that. I think I need to preserve that particular video for... <laughs> for, yeah, you know, put in my museum or something, because I think that was a phenomenal mo moment in our time. Yeah, that was and a 100% hydration of just flour and water, no salt, no conditioner, no yeast, nothing, just flour and water at 100% hydration, baker's percentage, so equal weights of flour and water, and I pulled a window on it 
uh, and and I was just absolutely amazed. And this was early on in the process, uh, where I pulled a window on this dough with literally a fraction of a second of mix time, uh, something that normally takes 12 to 15 minutes to achieve. We achieved in literally a fraction of a second. So I think that really shows that we don't know much about mixing because we have been traditionally, you know, uh, been taught to really mix the heck out of the dough, you know, beat it up so well that it's hot and then it's good for processing. Some bakers even think that the hotter the doughs, the better it will process. I've seen the doughs coming out of repeater jet and it's very cool. Um, is there any issues in terms of processing cool doughs? Well, one of, one of the beautiful things about repeater jet is that because we have no moving metal mixing tool, because we are injecting free-falling, you know, whatever, let's say flour, mm -hmm. with water, um, uh, it is, and that, that mix, that development, that gluten structure is, is, is developed instantaneously. With the lack of a metal mixing tool and the lack of all of that time, we generate very, very little heat, almost zero friction. Uh, we are, if you take the combined temperature of the incoming dries and the incoming liquids, the repeater jet process adds less than two degrees F to the equation. And, and I must add another benefit to the baker, especially in areas where energy is expensive. Uh, because we are not driving a metal mixing tool, uh, the energy consumed by the repeater jet technology is about 1.5 kilowatt hours per ton of output, where for a normal mixer, the energy consumption is about 15 kilowatt hours per ton of output. So we uh, offer uh, processors a radical reduction in energy use. I think that is part of the reason why less dough conditioners can be used, correct me? Correct, yeah, in my opinion, and, and I've been in the industry since 1986 and I worked for some of the ingredient companies as well as some of the other um, uh, equipment manufacturers. Uh, and actually, I stumbled upon Dr. Knoll about seven years ago when I was working for another company. Uh, they were talking about uh, a cooperative relationship. And as most people in the industry did, they didn't quite grasp the concept. So I quit and I started my company uh, so that I could represent the repeater jet technology. But back to your question. Um, a, a dough conditioner is, in my opinion, a balanced system of oxidizing agents and reducing agents. And it is designed to compensate for the abuse and the damage that a normal traditional mixer does to the ingredients of a dough. Correct. And so because we are creating no heat, no friction, no damage, uh, we have begun to work with uh, um, a, a conditioner company, an ingredient company, to come up with a tailored dough conditioner designed for the less uh, abusive nature of our uh, process. And so it's going to be a leaner, cleaner, uh, more simple conditioner uh, that would be less, less expensive. Plus, because uh, we are doing less damage, you need, uh, we've we, we found that we can reduce the usage level uh, rather substantially uh, for dough conditioners.
That sounds good. And when time comes, you're going to share who that company is, right? Absolutely. We are, we're still in process and we will be happy to do that and uh, help promote their products. Uh. What other applications besides mixing dough can you use the Rapido Jet for? Another good question, Lynn. Um, again, because of the range of hydration that we can achieve, everything from a 2% solution of hydrocolloids to a 65% hydrated biga, what we can do is almost unlimited. One of the exciting applications that has been uh, in use for a number of years uh, has been to uh, use superheated water above 100 C to create uh, a particular product that has particular ad advantages. And I want to toss this to Dr. Noll because he developed the application and assisted with the implementation. And as I understand, and he can clarify this, I believe that this has been a continually running operation for many years. Dr. Noll, that to a lot of Americans, heated dough seems like a foreign concept. Could you talk a little bit more about why Rapido Jet is producing heated doughs? Maybe I can tell the, the background of, uh, of the development. Um, for many years, we, we, we were proud that we have no increase in temperature. Yes. And I'm, I'm shocked how much uh, I stick into my own box of thinking. Uh, because one day, one, a customer uh, visited us, and um, he, the only thing we knew, he, he wants to make a kind of sponge, a kind of pre-dough. And we did some tests, and um, then we asked him about the results. He said, okay, yeah, I have one more, one more question. Is it possible to make, uh, to make the temperature higher? I want to have it cooked. Uh, okay, we were a little bit... What? Cook, cooked it all? <laughs> we were a little bit shocked because we didn't know, we were not aware about the application. But in uh, many countries, a part of the of, of the flour which is used for bread for uh, steamed bread or whatever uh, is already pre-cooked so it uh, it maximizes the amount of water you can incorporate into a formulation so let's say five percent of the flour uh, is pre-processed uh, with hot water and then added to a dough but there's no industrial implementation available for for this so we did some practice uh, for a couple of weeks um, to find out how to manage this, and the customer came back, and we offered a solution, and since a couple of years, um, the customer is using this technology. And if you fly with Air France, and you get a baguette, which is um, nice and crispy on the outside and still soft on the inside, that's from the machine. That's the result of the pre-gelatinized uh, flour. Oh, that is an interesting concept. It blows my mind on how someone took your technology, just took it a step further to provide shelf life solutions, right? So what, what do you think, Ken? I mean, wh where do you think this will go? Uh, well, first, just to wrap up that last conversation about the, um, the baguettes that you're going to eat uh, the next time you fly Air France, um, what we are actually doing with the technology in using superheated water is completely gelatinizing the starch in the flour, which almost completely stops the normal staling process. And bread stales not because of evaporation. Bread stales because of starch retrogradation. Because you mean evaporation of water? 
but caused by retrogradation of starch molecules. Like mm -hmm. they, they form bridges to each other and they, they firm up. That's what you're saying. Right, but it's also the migration from the inside to the outside of the loaf. Um, and when you totally cook that starch, and uh, it, it, it substantially slows that normal starch retrogradation. So that baguette held in a paper bag, fully baked, we have taken the shelf life from one day to more than three days with the same crust. That's excellent. Yeah, the, the product has the same crust and crumb characteristics after three days now, where in all other, you know, what, you know, what the world knows, what the industry knows, is you have a one-day shelf life on a fully baked baguette held in a paper bag. But with this process, this bakery in France, the shelf life on their product is more than three days. So if any baker is interested in discussing more about heated dough technology, they can contact you. They can uh, just reach out to you. How can, they, how can they get to you? Well, I'm very easily reached. Uh, uh, my website is bakeryconcepts.net. Uh, you can find all kinds of videos online on YouTube or through my website. Uh, contact me and I will uh, answer any questions you have. Um, we will rely on Dr. Knoll's expertise. Uh, we can run demos. We can show you how the machine operates in your facility if that's your wish. Thank you. RapidoJet is the first technology to effectively and instantly hydrate dry ingredients. I've seen this technology, and the most impressive thing about it is that it hydrates bread instantly. Yeah, no more mixing bread for four hours or so. Use that extra space for something else because RapidoJet does all the hydration of your bread for you. For more information, visit bakeryconcepts.net. Till the next episode, folks. 